0: How's it going? I'm Nick Rockle, Editor-in-Chief of BC Business Magazine. Welcome to the BC Business Podcast. From residential to commercial to retail, what do industry insiders think next year holds for the property market in Canada and Vancouver? For some insight, I talked to John Bunting, senior partner with PwC Canada and co-author of Emerging Trends in Real Estate 2021. This is the 42nd edition of this report, Emerging Trends in Real Estate. Can can you talk a bit about how you you put the report together with your colleagues?
1: Sure. Well, it's a w- w- the report is joint between ourselves and uh, and the Urban Land Institute. Um, and as you have indicated, we've been doing it for over four decades now. Um, and so, uh, ULI and PwC um, uh, individuals personally interviewed, you know almost 1400 individuals. And we got survey responses from about another 1600. And, uh, and those interviewees and participants uh, represent, uh, you know, kind of a, a wide range of, of what you call real estate industry experts, including, you know, investors, fund managers, developers, uh, property companies, lenders, brokers, advisors, consultants, you name it. So, uh, you know, a real broad. Um, broad sweep of, of uh, individuals that are directly and/ or indirectly linked to real estate and then we just we take all of the all that information and distill it into a uh, sort of a, uh, a summary of, of what uh, what common themes are coming out of those interviews and uh, and surveys and that's what you read in emerging trends
0: thanks and, and so for Canadian real estate, this big theme you identified is resilience and opportunity amid accelerated change. Uh, I'm wondering, broadly speaking, how has the the, the pandemic impacted uh, various asset classes, and what you know, what are some winners and
1: losers? I'm not sure there are real any real winners in, in this uh, this whole uh, this whole era that we're in pandemic era. I um, I would say that there's uh, there's certain categories that have been affected less than others. Uh, maybe the, the way to put it. Um, so if you want to call, you know, the winners uh, uh, commercial industrial, um, um, I would say they would be classified as the winners. Uh, the the market, market for commercial real estate has continued to be strong and arguably <clears throat> cap rates are lower now than before the pandemic started. Um, so if there's a, if there's a fairly uh, consistent category across Canada that seems to have uh, fared well in this it certainly is commercial. Um, now if you categorize I office within commercial I would say office we you know we've got some time yet to see where office in particular downtown office is going to settle out. Um, it's early days still um, I'm sitting in my office in downtown Vancouver and it's 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 quiet down here um, and I think it's going to be quiet for a while, so certainly uh, be some time before we really see what the longer term impacts on office are going to be, and, and you know the losers are the obvious ones, I would say retail, um, and, and in particular retail, it probably didn't make sense before the pandemic, um, uh, to this this, this overall theme of acceleration um, of, uh, of trends, um, it's really accelerated um, the a trend away from storefront retail and in particular certain categories of retail, <clears throat> uh, such as apparel. Um, and uh, it, it has uh, companies in those industries um, uh, trying to figure out how they're going to survive, or if they're going to survive, and how they need to pivot <clears throat> in the new world. Um, and um, you know, with you know categories within categories, I'd say uh, residential's actually held up well. And you know, recent, uh, uh, you know, as recent as this morning uh, numbers coming out of Vancouver, uh, the real estate, um, the, uh, the real estate market for you know homes is is as hot as it's ever been. Uh, prices are, are rising. Um, you know, downtown condo would be I say, I would say the exception to that, but uh, generally the. The um, residential real estate markets held up very well. Now, there's been a lot, a lot of bit, asked a lot of questions as to why that's the case. Why would why would be residential real estate be so hot in the middle of a pandemic? And um, <clears throat> you know, the answer is really who knows. It it could be uh, a number of things um, contributing to that. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously, there was sort of 18 months where the there wasn't a lot of activity going on, sort of a standoff between buyers and sellers. Um, and uh, so there was, uh, I call it pent up demand. And, uh, and obviously, uh, banks are still lending and at rates that are at record lows. So you know, I think people are just taking advantage of uh, the opportunity to buy.
0: Thanks. And, and what's, what's the general mood among investors in Canadian real estate? Uh, how, how are they feeling when they when they look ahead to next year?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the common theme in our interviews uh, this year was uh, was obviously uncertainty, Um, and uh, you know, you know, everybody's really um, at this stage kind of guessing what's going to happen. What uh, you know, we're in the second wave now. um, What uh, and governments are starting to act again. and so there, um, there's a lot of uncertainty as to what the implications are. Is it um, is the second, the actions in the second wave, uh, what what implications, longer term implications will they have, and and what are those implications on various uh, uh, various categories? And um, and I would say, you know, I would say the other theme, if you like, um, that was consistent. Really, again, was and I mentioned it before, was really just the uh, acceleration, the accelerated pace of change in pre-existing trends. And um, and I hate to dump on retail, but it's a classic example of where that that sector really has had to act much quicker than they would have otherwise had to have because of the impact COVID has had on that category and on that on that business. That's not to say that all retail is bad. In fact, some retails it has, has done better than they did before COVID. If you're in, you know, I, I had a, an interviewee uh, talk to me, uh, give me a perspective on, he said, look, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the, the first two basic needs are one physiological and the other one safety. Um, so if you think of, you know, food, uh, shelter, security, um, <laughs> booze, <laughs> you know, the basic things that you have, toilet paper, you know, the basic things that you need, uh, in Maslow's hierarchy are the, are the types of retail that actually have done very, very well in the in, in COVID. So I certainly want, wouldn't want to be in the, um, luxury clothing business right now. Though. Yeah.
0: And, and then, uh... There was some talk in the survey about us being in a, in a time of price discovery. So is the idea there that things are uncertain, so buyers and sellers are, are sitting on the sidelines to see what happens, how things will shake out?
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I, I, uh, I certainly uh, haven't, <clears throat> there haven't been uh, uh, any, I'll call it major transactions in, in uh, the Vancouver market, major commercial transaction in the Vancouver marketplace. Um, I have a client in in the um, uh, in the office space, a uh, large national client in the office space, uh, and they sent me representative transactions in office. Uh, there are some, um, but uh, not many, and I wouldn't say that they're at prices significantly less than they would have otherwise been last year. So I think, yeah, I think it's, you know, I made reference uh, earlier to, you know, the, the re- residential market uh, last year and, and and you know for over the last sort of 18 months prior to you know COVID was really buyers and sellers sort of sitting on the sidelines waiting to see who blinked first. And I think that's really what's happening more broadly in real estate. Uh, I think there's there's companies with very good, very well capitalized balance sheets looking for excellent buying opportunities, but they're just not there yet.
0: And what about this this matter of uh, there being a flight to quality when when things are going ahead? It's that that's the, the main objective is to find something you know, a high quality asset. Is that?
1: Yeah, I think I think what's uh, the, what the the uh, survey sort of suggests and what our proponents indicated was that uh, nobody's going to take any flyers right now. They're they're not going to stick their neck out and take big chances. Um, I th- that's probably a motherhood statement in a in a situation like we're we're uh, we're going through right now, which is really generational. Uh, none of us have ever seen anything like this. Um, so where where investors or developers have opportunities, um, they're, they're certainly not gonna take uh, an undue amount of risk. And so, you know, that's really what, what the flight to quality is looking for quality assets uh, that, that they might otherwise, they might be paying to, w- willing to pay a little bit more for, uh, as opposed to, t- to sort of taking big bets um, in certain sectors where there's a fair bit of uncertainty as to where it's all gonna shake out.
0: And, and you point out that COVID has uh, sped up the adoption of prop tech in the real estate business. So why, why is that happening at the moment?
1: Yeah, I think what's, what uh, maybe to rephrase that a little bit, what, what the, the participants um, fairly consistently indicated was where they were investing in uh, the next unicorn, I'll call it. So they were the, 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 the previous investment in PropTech was about finding, you know, finding the next, uh, you know, the, the next best mousetrap. Um, that investing has dried up uh, or certainly slowed down significantly. And, and PropTech investing now is really about investing in technology um, to address your operational needs uh, and to manage costs. So really a much more, i call it down home basic. Um, what kind of technology do I need to continue to run my business, to run it better, to deal with uh, safety concerns, um, physical distancing. I guess a good example of that would be in the office space, uh, technology uh, touchless, right? There's a, there's a tremendous amount of, of interest in uh, new, new technology around touchless, uh, you know, elevator pads, uh, entrance ways, that kind of thing. That, so that would be uh, an example of where, where technology investment is going today versus in the past. I mean, you, but you read the the same headlines I do. I mean, more broadly, um, uh, the amount of uh, of tech activity in Vancouver is accelerating, not decelerating. So tech industry here is has, has still got a, uh, really a significant uh, amount of uh, of momentum. Um, so, which is fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really taking off in, in an even bigger way than before. Yeah, yeah. And, th- and then um, there was some mention as well of, of niche assets in the reports. And what are some examples of property types would fall into that category uh, as far as next year? And-
1: yeah, Nick, the uh, the report, I think, talks about single family resident rental housing, um, life sciences, self storage. Uh, I'm not sure that they necessarily are. Um, are as relevant to Vancouver, maybe with the exception of self-storage. Um, uh, you know, single-family rental housing. There's simply just not enough uh, land here uh, to do um, uh, to do developments of scale and in, in single-family rental housing. I mean, I think that the story behind Vancouver will continue to be densification uh, to meet <clears throat> to meet the housing needs of an inc- uh, ever-growing population. Um, and uh, you know, life sciences, obviously. Uh, if if the uh, coronavirus has done a- anything is uh, has sort of increased investment interest in life sciences so certainly that that would be an area that that would be uh of interest in terms of uh, development opportunities but uh, but those those are the ones that are mentioned in the report and then, uh, the, i guess the, the one thing i'd add to that is uh the the interviews i did in vancouver um i would i would, I'm not sticking my neck out saying that most most of the interviewees are going to stick to stick to the knitting so you're going to see continued focus on the traditional categories and not niche categories so. um, You know residential whether it's rental or development um, commercial office uh, industrial.
0: And and overall investors see Vancouver as a safe harbor is that right.
1: Yeah, Vancouver still uh, seem to be uh, the most attractive place in Canada to invest uh, by the, the measures that we condense into uh, into the report. Um, it has been for some time, you know, Toronto is usually a fairly solid second. Um, you know, Vancouver is, is still a very I, arguably, I would say it's probably a more attractive place to want to live and do business in today than it was before COVID. Um, you know, not, notwithstanding some of the numbers we're seeing coming out of Fraser Health, it's uh, you know our infection rates have been relatively low relative to other places in Canada and certainly other other countries in the world. You know, it's it's the city's clean, it's safe, it's got a good good economic environment, uh, um, stable government generally, <clears throat> and um, so it's just a great place to be. And I don't I don't think that's going to change. That's probably where that safe harbor um uh label comes from
0: yeah and then you, you talked about retail a bit already but uh, what might we see there in vancouver when it comes to disruption in, in the space given what's going on
1: yeah i i think um I think some traditional. I don't. I think I know. We. I think we all know. Some traditional retail is simply just not going to survive. Um, uh, that's that's a trend that's been um, has been happening for quite some time, uh, and and COVID has substantially accelerated it. Um, and when I think of retail, I don't just think of, uh, you know, stores where you go buy, to buy stuff. But I'm th- I think of restaurants uh, and and bars and pubs. Uh, I mean, that is retail. It's restaurant retail. Um, and, and, you know, there's there's uh, uh, some estimates that up to 25% or 30% of, of restaurants won't survive COVID. <clears throat> and if they don't survive, those spaces will be left empty. Um, but I, I think one of the, th- the more no- noticeable things we'll see is uh, is the reimagination of of the bricks and mortar retail um, of, you know, on a larger scale. So if you look at uh, uh, redevelopment opportunities of uh, of regional and uh, urban and suburban malls, for example, uh, we're if we're seeing it. We've seen it already. You look at what's happened been happening at uh, um, in some of our large urban malls and what's happening in, in malls uh, like Oak Ridge, for example, you know, that, that reimagining was happening prior to COVID and I think it'll just accelerate now. Yeah. And the, uh, I know from my own client base, uh, some of my, I've, I've got three, three clients who are in, uh, online, I'll call it online retail. Um, and their businesses, uh, doubled and tripled in COVID. Um, they their biggest challenge has been to try has been to try and land enough uh, product in Vancouver to distribute it to their to the people who are buying and demanding it. So, so there the you know the 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 volume of online uh, commercial activity has just skyrocketed. So if you're in that business, um, it's been COVID's been good. And I
0: guess that would tie into the industrial market, right? That that's that's doing very well at the moment, uh, relatively speaking, and and what are a few of the drivers there?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Vancouver being on the west coast is a, sort of a, a Pacific landing point for a lot of, of uh, products that come through the port. Uh, obviously, um, warehousing, last mile delivery, uh, that category is on fire. Um, Vancouver has a strong economy. It's a fantastic location. It's got a good. It's got a good skilled, educated workforce. Um, and, and really the the uh, strength of that category is also the uh, the supply of new product versus uh, the demand for it so there's um, you know we're not we're not making any more dirt here and uh, there isn't a you know there isn't a tremendous uh, land bank developable land bank out there so I think that the, the demand for for you know commercial industrial vis-a-vis supply is is uh, is is uh, causing that, that category to be particularly strong.
0: Yeah, and, and a big question for many businesses, now that we're six months into this situation, what's gonna happen with uh, office space in Vancouver?
1: Yeah, that's, that's uh, I mean, that's a great way. I alluded, alluded to it earlier. It's, um, you know, it's early days uh, in downtown office. Um, you know, we obviously all see a lot of a lot of space up for sublet, it'll be interesting to see how much of that is taken up and at what prices. Um, and ultimately what, what's going to happen with, um, with uh, square foot decisions um, of major downtown office tenants. So, uh, you know, I, I think the answer to that question is uh, who knows, who knows? Um, if I'm, if I look at, uh, if I look at Vancouver specifically the downtown office market was was very tight prior to COVID. Um, the, the 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 space under construction was largely taken up. Um, so, and 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 we have we have a pretty good local economy, and we talked about the amount of tech investment going into coming into the city. You know, I think that all bodes well for. Uh, you know, for the office downtown office market, in the, in the due course of time, um, how long it will take to recalibrate and sort of settle into the new normal? Who knows? Yeah. And then the the
0: residential market, single family homes are doing well. Uh, what's happening with uh, with condos, high rise condos, and, and other types? And-
1: I would I would say what uh, with with the exception of downtown high rise, downtown concrete towers. Um, the market's been very good. I, I, the the single-family market is on fire. Um, I think if you ask anybody in that in that category, they'll tell you it's on fire. That the, the, uh, the volume of sales are at record levels and have been for months. Um, the uh, condo uh, condo activity is also up uh, in terms of overall volume, and prices uh, prices are increasing. Um, you know, this this kind of market can't last. Um, and uh, frankly, shouldn't last. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, the residential real estate market is is uh, is very solid. And uh, you know, there, there's a there's been a lot of talk about uh, you know the impact on on real estate of of, um, of immigration and the fact that you know we've essentially had zero immigration for the last sort of seven months. Um, but you know, Trudeau has just just announced that they're their, you know, their their plan is to facilitate over a million new immigrants by 2022, um, and a good chunk of them will come to Vancouver. And the new Im- immigrants, uh, with the exception of perhaps uh, investors, um, are generally all renters, and the rental market's still tight. And so, you know, I think the the supply demand metrics in in residential uh, still look pretty good. Uh, in, the, in the medium to far uh, term.
0: Yeah, and thank you. And I'm wondering too, what all this means for urbanization. Uh, there's been a lot of effort by various levels of government to to increase urban density, but are we gonna end up seeing some sort of a, a flight to the suburbs uh, if you think about people working remotely, people being afraid to um, leave their neighborhoods or homes because of the pandemic? And,
1: There has been, uh, I mean, there certainly has been a, a, a movement. Uh, if you if you look at the the, the residential real estate uh, statistics, uh, the suburbs have seen the highest level of activity. So clearly, uh, some of that are, is people leaving the city and moving away um, for a couple of reasons. One, they don't want to be downtown. And two, um, as you said. Uh, you know, we've uh, we've figured out that actually you can work remotely, and business still can be done rem- remotely. Uh, we found that out as a business, and, and many businesses have. So, so the so the flight to the suburbs is real. Uh, the question is, is it permanent? And you know, I, I would say I have my opinion, um, my own opinion, the opinion of the of the respondents that that I interviewed, most of them said they think that the downtown market will come back when people, when COVID settles down and, and you know, people, humans traditionally have a very short memory and don't remember pain. So uh, they'll forget all about it, you know, two, two years later and, and the downtown market will be strong again. So, the reality is, is that, uh, the stark reality is is that there's only so much geography, only so much real estate, in Vancouver. And so the only way that you can house an ever <clears throat> increasing population is to densify. So the only question is where that where does that density exist? And then finally uh, how can real estate developers and
0: investors improve their odds of, of, of getting through this this strange time that we're in? Do you have any any advice for them and steps they can take to
1: Um, yeah well if I had a if I had the answer I'd probably be rich in asking people to <clears throat> buy my, my portfolio for me but uh, you, you know I, I, I break it into um, so re- real estate investors and developers who one are in good financial conditions and two aren't right so if you look at the If you look at the companies who got strong balance sheets, are well capitalized, have good, good uh, fundamental businesses, uh, good assets, I would say my advice would be to optimize their portfolio. Uh, So it it might be a good good opportunity for them to, um, uh, for example, if you were in industrial and uh, and you had a you had some, uh, uh, you were thinking of exit opportunities. Um, with cap rates at near record lows, this might be a good time to sell. Um, and, uh, and also sort of accelerate any changes that you're going to make. Um, uh, and so I would say, you know, if you're in retail, decide how you're going to reimagine that kind of portfolio. And the third thing I'd say for, for companies with good, uh, with good balance sheets, um, you know, this is a great time to look for, for buying opportunities, um, because they will come. Uh, you know, we're we're sort of all trading water, water at the moment, but there, there definitely will be some buying opportunities. So for companies with in, in good financial conditions, I'd say you know keep your keep your uh, dry powder dry and and look for opportunities when they come up. On the second category, uh, so if you're in if you've got a difficult portfolio or your balance sheet's not that strong, I'd say hunker down, solidify your banking investor relationships, and then do your best to reimagine your assets. Um, and that might be um, you know, focusing day to day on uh, your tenants, um, doing everything you can to help them survive um, and to keep them as tenants when, when we come out the other uh, other side of this, or it could be um, uh, divesting of, of assets that uh, this that just don't work for you.